Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah chapter 1. It says this, the words of Nehemiah, son of Hakali, in the month of Kislev, so the ninth month in Jewish calendar, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa. So this was the palace of the Persian king. Hananiah, one of the brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept for some days. I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. This morning, I have a very simple message for you. But I've also learned the simpler the message, the easier or the harder it is to implement. And so, uh, but I think that, that God wants to do something in your heart this morning. So if you're taking notes, I want to talk to you from this subject, the burden to build, the burden to build. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for what you're doing already in this place, God. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you uh, would just uh, be our guest of honor this morning. We, we welcome you in this place. We ask that, Holy Spirit, you would do what only you can do that you would help us, that, that, that we would leave changed, we would leave better, uh, but not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. So we love you, we thank you, we honor you, in Jesus' name. Come on, everyone, say it. Amen, amen. amen. So I'm about to make a statement, and I know you guys are going to be like, John, that's really hard to believe, and I get it, okay? But I'm going to make the statement. Now, you, you may not be able to tell just by looking at me, but I am not an outdoorsy person. I know, I know, you're shocked, right? You're shocked. I, like, I am not the outdoorsy person, you know, like the REI dude. You know, that's just not me. Uh, but but I, I do try because I, I have two kids. I have three kids, I'm sorry. I have three kids. And uh, <laughs> I have three kids and... Um, and, and, and so, so I understand that kids, sometimes they have to experience the outdoors, you know, and so I'm like, I want to be a good dad. So I took him camping one time. Uh, it was a long time ago. It was like seven years. We've never gone since. Um, but, but we, so we went camping and um, I just, I'm not, I'm not, I just, I don't, I don't know, like the mosquitoes, the, the air, it's not a thing, you know? And so, so we, we go camping and uh, my kids are so excited. It's just me and, and my first two, my, my oldest and my, my middle child and uh, my wife, she left me hanging without them just with him. And so, so here we are, we're, we're, we're camping. And, and for those of you that camp, you know, it's just a lot of work, especially for just one night trip. You got to pack everything up and then you get there and you unpack everything. And by the time you unpack everything, it's nighttime and then you pack it up the next morning. And so, uh, so we get there and we're unpacking everything. My kids are just, they're, they're having the time of their lives, like just enjoying themselves, hugging trees. Like they're just loving life. And uh, we're outside. And, and, and so I finally, I'm finally finished pack, unpacking everything and, and we're just, we're, we're laughing and, and, and it just, it's, we're outdoors. Okay. So uh, fast forward a little bit, it starts to get a little dark. And um, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start a campfire because that's what you do. And so I, I perfectly stack the wood to make it a nice little triangle shape. And, and I light it, it works. My kids are like, oh, dad, you're the best. I'm like, I know. And, uh, and so, so the, it's, this campfire is going. Uh, they're impressed. I'm impressed, to be quite honest, that I can get it 
started and uh so it's it's getting dark and so we, we're we're hanging out around the campfire and we're it's it's still not pitch black yet so we're just we're having fun and we're roasting marshmallows telling stories laughing you know and uh, it starts to get a little darker and then to the point where it's like it's pitch black and all we have is like this fire who's like asthmatic because it's like on and then off it's like it's just it's flickering and i i forgot to bring a lantern i didn't know you had to bring a lantern and so so, so like this is the only light we had, and it's just it's flickering on and off, and um, and all of a sudden we're sitting around the fire. It's pitch black outside. We this little fire that's pathetic, but it's it's a fire. It's some light, and we're sitting there. We're we're like we're just you know doing like a campfire thing, and we hear a in the bushes. And my kids are like, "What is that?" I'm like, "What is what?" <laughs> right? Because if you can't hear it, you don't have to look for it. And so, so. <laughs> So, so, so they're they're there, and 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 we're just like, let's pray, let's roast more marshmallows, eat more sugar, and we're sitting there, we're around the fire, and then again we hear, and we're like, oh my goodness, and so we're just, and then out of nowhere, man, this thing, whatever it is, it runs from one side to the other, and it just scampers like, ah! and we're like, ah, and so we run and we jump into the tent, we zip up the tent because this tent's gonna save us, right? Uh, and, and so we're in this tent and we're freaked out. And my kids are like, Dad, what are you going to do? I said, what are you going to do? <laughs> I said, my wife needs me. <laughs> and we're just, we're sitting there. We have no idea what's happening outside. And to this day, we actually don't even know what it was. It could have been nothing. It could have been a bear, everybody. I don't know. But it was something, and uh, the reason why I'm telling you this story, not just to judge me as, as, a, as a person, but, but the reason why I'm telling you this is because my actions responded towards what I saw. Let me, let me say it, maybe I can say it better. What I saw caused me to move in a certain direction. Now, I want you to remember this idea of, of seeing, but then also moving. Because that's really the theme of, of the message this morning. Because in fact, this is what we see in the story that we read at the very beginning of Nehemiah. See, Nehemiah, he, he, Nehemiah was just a regular dude. He was, Nehemiah, he wasn't a prophet. He, he wasn't uh, part of the royalty and family. He was just a regular dude that worked a nine to five job in the palace for the king just a regular guy. And what we discover about Nehemiah, though he was just a regular guy, the text, the scripture that we just read at the very beginning, it said that he was moved with compassion for his city. Now, if you are unfamiliar with this story, what has taken place is that the Babylonian empire, they have overtaken the city of Jerusalem. In fact, they captured all the people, they brought them away, and they burned the city, they destroyed the city. And Nehemiah, what we read at the very beginning, Nehemiah gets word from his brother about the condition of his city. And now people are, are starting to head back to their city, but they're unsafe because the walls are no longer there. There's no defense. There's nothing there to protect them. And so ne Nehemiah, it says that he was moved with compassion for his city. Let me, let me say it this way. He had a burden for his city. There was a burden for, for his city that, of, of, of what he was going to, to do, how, he's, like how he was going to respond to, to what, he, what he saw. 
See, this morning, I just want to pause and say, as a church, it, it's our heart. It is our goal and our desire to be a church that has a supernatural love for our city. A supernatural love. Like, it's not our heart just to just love the city, like a natural love. Because what I've discovered is that a natural love is conditional. See, but, but, but an un, a supernatural love, excuse me, a supernatural love is unconditional. For instance, for those of you that have a boss, you love your boss, but it's a natural boss. Or excuse me, it's a natural, it's a natural love for your boss. Because you love your boss when they give you, when, when, when your, your boss writes you a, uh, gives you a raise for $5,000 a day. <laughs> you know, right? You're like, I love you so much. Thank you, boss. You're the best boss ever. Ooh, but when they're like, hey, you're laid off. Or, or your hours are cut. Or they're writing you up because you were chewing your gum. <laughs> this is therapy for me. Um, <laughs> like when, 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 when that happens, all of a sudden, I take back my love. You can't have it. Why? Because it's just a natural love. It's conditional. It's, I, I love it sometimes. I love it. But, but for those of you that are parents, you know that, that you have a supernatural love for your kids. Because they can, they can be wild and crazy, but at the end of the day, you still love them. It's harder. <laughs> Parents, amen. But I love him. And so, so this idea of we want to be a church that has a supernatural love for a city, a love that is not conditional, but is unconditional. Therefore, whatever, however I see the city, it doesn't matter. I still love the city the same way. I still, it doesn't matter how I see the city. It, it, what matters is what God says about the city. And what God says about the people in the city, that they were created in his image, in his likeness. Therefore, I'm honoring them. In fact, what's so funny is this morning, I'm talking about, hey, love your city no matter what. We get here this morning, and, and we had someone tagging up our sign out front right there. If you saw it, we had people, someone like took silly string all over the floor or the pavement outside. And I'm like, of course, I'm talking about loving our city unconditionally. And so I'm like, I love you, Roner Park, you know? <laughs> But, but, but we want to have this unconditional love for our city. So we want to be a church that loves our city, that prays for our city. But what I have discovered is that the natural progression of how God works is that he first places a burden inside of me, but eventually that burden, he desires that burden to, to expand outside of me. So he starts something in here, but then by the grace of God, it eventually makes its way out to here. And that's just the way that God works. In fact, that's how salvation works. Jesus said that, that, that when, when you allow the Holy Spirit into your heart, then things change. For the, longest, for the longest, we've always been taught like, hey, get your stuff together, get your act together, and then come to Jesus. And then, but that's not what Jesus said. He said, while you were still sinner, he died for you. So while you were still messed up, while you were still jacked up, he loved you and he died for you. And so I go to Jesus as I am. I allow him to penetrate my heart. And then from that point on, he begins to work in my heart through my actions, through my words, through the way that I think. And so that's just the way that God works. He, he, he starts in here to make its way out there. And so, so I, 
So, so we want to be a church that, that doesn't just pray for our city, that doesn't just love our city, but to have, not just to have a burden for our city, but to watch that burden flourish into something that affects the outside of where we're at. And so, so we, we want to be a church that, that, that does that. In fact, James chapter 2, verse 15 says this, Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? Well, you better preach, James. In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So I can have faith for God to move, but that faith needs to motivate me to act. So, so I can have faith that, God, you are going to love our city. But I also have to have action that shows that I love this city. And this is what's taking place with Nehemiah. And ne ne Nehemiah, he, he has this burden for this city. All of chapter 1 is about this burden that he has. He's, he's crying and he's, he's fasting and he's praying about his city. He's mourning for this city. And then the rest of chapter 1 is he begins to pray for this city. God, would you have your way in the city? God, bless this city. God, would you show up for the people in the city? And he's praying for the city. But something happens between chapter one and chapter two because his burden doesn't just stop right here, but his burden grows. His burden turns into something. And watch, watch what it says in Nehemiah chapter two. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you're not ill? This can be nothing but sad, sadness of the heart. I was very much afraid, but I said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors are buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said to me, what is it that you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven and I answered, the king, if it pleases the king, and if, it, and if your servant has found favor in his sight, let him send me to the city in Jerusalem where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild it. So, so Nehemiah chapter 1, he's praying for a city. He's, he, he mourns for a city. He has a burden for a city. And then uh, uh, something happens, something transpires within him because he goes from just having a burden to saying, King, I, want, I, 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 wanna, I, I don't want to just have a burden for my city, but I want to rebuild my city. And, and it's, I find it fascinating because the king, first off, the king notices, the king is like, Nehemiah, what's up with your face? Why does your face look like that? And Nehemiah's like, king, I'm just, I'm saddened. Like my city, the city that I love, I'm mourning for my city because the, the city is destroyed. The city's in shambles. The city's broken. The city's hurting. Let me ask you this. When was the last time that someone stopped you? and said, why does your face look so sad? Because of the condition of your city. Because you said, man, I'm just so sad because my city is broken, it's hurting. And so, so the king asks Nehemiah, Nehemiah tells him about his city, of how his city is hurting and, and it's in shambles. And the king said, well, Nehemiah, what do you want me to do? And Nehemiah said, well, king, if, if you wouldn't mind, I would love to go and I would love to rebuild this city. I would love to, 
to help and, and actually be part of rebuilding the city. And what I want you to see this morning is that he went from burden to building. That the burden pushed him to be a builder. And so at this church, we don't want to just be a church that is about burden, like having a burden, like, oh, we love our city, kumbaya. Like, we want to be a church that, that allows us to have a burden, but to move outside of these four walls and to build something for this city, for this county. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to share with you three areas that this church will become builders in. And then we'll have some time to worship and, and, and then we'll be, we'll be done. So three areas Discovery wants to be builders in. The first area is this. Discovery, at, at this church, we want to be builders of faith. We want to be builders of faith. Every Sunday morning, uh, we have people that come here and they create an environment for you to experience Jesus. And I love hearing stories of people who, who've just started coming to Discovery and, and, and they're, they're, they're so excited because they're like, I didn't even know this is what I was looking for, but I found something. And, and they, they, they begin to grow and develop in the relationship with Jesus. It's just so amazing to see. It's so amazing to create a space, an environment for people who, from all different walks of life to come and, and to, to, to develop a faith in Jesus. Now, if you're brand new to Discovery, uh, in prior to Easter of this year, we only had one worship experience. And uh, we had said collectively between the pastoral team and the leadership team, we, we had said, what would it look like if we were able to create more space for people to come and experience uh, the, the, a life-changing experience with Jesus in their faith? And, and I said, do you think that we can we can have another worship experience just so we can open up seats. And um, there's not many seats open right now, but in, at the 910 experience, there definitely is. So you can show up to that. Uh, but, 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 and so, so my team was like, yeah, I think so. And so we did this trial run thing. And we said, okay, for five months, we're going we're gonna to try this out. We're going to see what this looks like. And uh, so, so September, next week, we was, was like the, okay, this is work. It's either going to work or it's not going to work. But I'm so proud to stand up here and say that after talking with the pastoral team and leadership team, that they have said there is no way we can go back to having one worship experience. So we now will, going forward, have two worship experiences, which creates an opportunity for you to invite your friends who just who need a little bit of hope in their life to come and experience Jesus. And, and so we're excited about that. And so part of the reason why we're doing that and why we want to is because just the practical reason, there's really no place for people to sit if we don't, right? So that's a practical reason. The other reason is this, is because when we first moved in here in 2000, 2020 of January, we moved in here understanding that this was not our forever home, but our right now home. And so we always believe that this, this space that God has blessed us with, that it was, it, was a, it was a stepping stone for him to take us to that next place, whatever, where, wherever it is, whatever, whatever it is, wherever it is. And so, but, but what, we, what, what I know though, is that in order for us to get to that next step, we just got to continue to grow as a church spiritually, numerically, financially. And so we're just creating more space so that we can have a posture and being prepared for what God wants to do. I think this is not in my notes, but I think this is for someone. 
you, you can't just pray for it. You also got to have the posture to receive it. And so, so we're, we're not just praying and believing God for, for this next step, but we want to say, God, we want to be in position. We want to be in a posture that is ready for you to grow us and to take us to that next level. And so, so we want to be builders of faith. So, so I'm so excited we're, we're creating this opportunity for, to, to, to allow more people to experience Jesus. And so I'm excited about that. The second thing that we want to be builders in, we want to be builders of hope. We want to be builders of hope. And hope is important because hope allows me to see my potential despite my present or my past. So hope allows me to see the potential of my future without having to worry, despite my, my present or my past, despite what that looks like. And so, so I want to latch on to the hope that I have in Jesus. And my hope is that you want to latch on to the hope that is Jesus. But what I have learned is that, that the more that I grow in my relationship with Jesus, the brighter that hope gets. So as I grow in my faith, as I grow in my relationship with Jesus, the more that I grow, the more I begin to see the, the future that God has for me, the hope that God has for me, the, the, the dreams that God has for me. And so, so my, my heart is that, that as a church, that we would begin to grow in our faith with Jesus. Now, from the very beginning, we've always, uh, we've always said that we grow in groups, and so next Sunday, we have our, our, our fall group sign up. It's going to kick off. And it's an opportunity for, for you to meet throughout the week with other people and just hang out and talk and get to know each other and, and find community with one another. And so we're excited about that. We still believe growing in groups. But I also am excited to announce that in, starting in January of 2024, that we are starting what we're calling Discovery Leadership Academy. And this is a, yeah, three people. That's amazing. <laughs> and so, so what's, what's, what's great about this, it's going to be a year-long journey that we're going to be taking people who want to grow in their leadership, in their faith. And it's a year-long journey it's going to be three trimesters. The first trimester is we're starting with a foundation. We, we think that, that freedom is important in your walk with Jesus. And so we, we're going to start off with this, with, with this foundation. And then the next trimester, we're going to, it's going to be all about just the knowledge of, of understanding your Bible, how to study the Bible, who is Jesus, uh, just real things that, that, that is important for us to, to understand and to learn. And then the third trimester is going to be leadership-based. And so that's going to be all about how to be a better leader, how to lead with character, how to lead with excellence, uh, how, to, how to counsel people, how to, how, just, how to be a better leader, a leader that doesn't just go by what they say, but also by their actions. And so what we're going to, and so this, this whole thing, it's going to be led by one of our elders, Pastor Mark. He's been sowing so much time and energy and creating this thing. Yeah, we can give him a hand too. And so we're, we're going to have an interest meeting coming up and we'll let you know all about that. But you can begin to pray and say, and, and ask God, God, is this what you want me to, 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 to be part of? Is this, is this the next step in my journey? And so we're excited about that. So we want to be builders of faith. We want to be builders of hope. But we also want to be builders of love, be builders of love. And so we think that the best way to model Jesus' love is by being the hands and feet of Jesus. And so uh, we, we want to be intentional 
with understanding again, letting our city know, hey, we're, we're not just praying for you, but we're here to serve you the best that we can. And so one couple of things that we're doing that I'm very excited about in 2000, June of 2024, We'll, we'll get the date to you as it, time gets closer. But what, what we're doing is we're canceling our Sunday worship experience. Both are 9, 10, 10, 30. Who knows? We might have a third one by that time. But, but we're canceling that. And what we're going to do, instead of gathering here, we're going to have different areas in our city to serve at. And for our time together, we're just going to be serving those different schools or different, different outreaches in our city. And we're just going to serve them and love on them. And then afterwards, we're going to come back together. We're going to have a party, hear the stories, barbecue. And it's going to be so phenomenal because we want to, we, we want to be a church for our city of Roner Park. And we're, we're also doing our Christmas, um, our, our Christmas shop. And we did that last year. We sponsored 50 kids and we, cre we took out all the chairs in this room and we, we purchased gifts and we had the parents, we had shopping carts and the parents went around and they picked out gifts for their kids. We wrapped it for them. And so we're going to do that again this year in December. And uh, we just, again, we just want to let the city know, hey, we're here the best that we can to serve them. And so we want to be we want to be locally minded, but we also want to be globally minded. And so this is something that we have never done. We've never we've always been locally minded, but we've never really found anything globally that we're that we're going to be part of until now. And so I'm so excited to let you know that we are going to be partnering financially partnering with an organization called AIM. It stands for Agape International Missions. And what it is, their whole organization is to end human trafficking. And so we're, yeah. And so because of your generosity, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be sowing into them uh, monthly, but we're also, this is really cool, uh, for our legacy offering in December, we're going to be able to, uh, they're going to be one of our organizations that we're going to write a check to, and we're just going to, we're going to bless them and love them. And they're doing such a great work. And, but not only financially do we want to help them out, but we also have the opportunity to join them with global missions. And so as a partner with AIM, we actually have the opportunity to get people from our church to do a missions trip to where they have their safe, their, their safe team, their safe homes, and we get to serve the people that are in those homes and, and just to be there and to help them and to love on them and to, to minister to them. And so I'm so excited about that. And, and so that's something that's going to be taking place very, very soon before, uh, before 2024 of, of us partnering with them. But there's something I want you guys to know. This coming Wednesday at 6.30, I'm going to be doing a YouTube Live with my friend Mark Graham. He's one of the representatives for AIM. And it's going to be an opportunity for you just to hear more about AIM, the organization, uh, and ask any questions that you have. He's going to have so much details about things that, that I just can't even articulate. And so it's going to be a lot of fun um, this coming Wednesday at 630. And we'll send you a text and everything. But as the band comes up, we're going to land this plane. We, we, again, we, we want to just, we want to be more than just a, a church that has a, a burden. But we also want this burden to help us to become builders. Amen, everybody. Amen. And so I'm going to drink to that. And so God has blessed us with builders in this room already. 
I love it. There are people in this room that we call our dream team that they help serve and create a space for people to, to hang out and to experience Jesus, to experience the love of Jesus. And we're so grateful for them. They started, uh, when we said that we're going to do our two worship experiences, they they were like, yes, we can do it. We're going to do it. We're going to create more space for people to experience Jesus. And we're so grateful for them. And so we love our dream team, our worship band production, our safety team, our host team, our hospitality team that makes the coffee production. Like we're just so grateful. But yeah. And so we're so grateful for those that are already serving. But there's, there's also other people, and this is what I said at our first worship experience, there's also other people who they, you, you need to see what God can do through you. You, you, you. God wants you to see what he can do through you. Because for, for some of us, we, we think for some reason that God can't use me. God can't use you. God can't use us. But I, I want you to know that God wants to use you. That, that you have a gift and a talent that he's placed inside of you, not just for your own benefit, but for those around you. And so this morning, as we talk about, hey, let's have a burden, but let's not just have a burden, but let's also become builders. There's some in this here this morning, you're listening and you're like, that's great, John. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just here. I just, you know, like I don't, I'm not really ready to, I don't want to, I'm just, you know, whatever. If that's you, I want to say, we love you. You are still welcomed here. There is no condemnation. Just be you, boo-boo, be you. But then there's also, there's some in here this morning that as I'm talking about, hey, we want to be a church that, that are builders. There's some of you in here this morning where God just, he, he, he was starting to stir something in your heart. And uh, if that's you this morning, I just want you to know God, God sees you. And he, wa he wants to see what he's placed inside of you put into action. 